here with uh, Jessica, who is a personal finance blogger. She is a budgeting obsessed millennial who shares what she's learned on her journey and can help you get out of debt, stick to a budget, save money and learn to invest. And today we're talking all about how to make a budget that actually works. So welcome, Jessica. I'm so excited to talk to you. Thank you so much, Mary. Great to be here. So first obvious question, I'm not going to, you know, bury the lead or anything like that. How do we make a budget that actually works? Great question. Um, So there are really, I guess, six basic steps on how to make a budget that works for you. Uh, A couple of preparatory steps and a couple of, you know, repeating each month uh, type steps that you would do. Um, I would say first thing you need to do is choose the right style of budget for your own situation. There are a few different methods of budgeting that um, people like to, to go with, depending on their own style and habits. Um, probably the most popular is zero-based budgeting. This is where every dollar is assigned a job. Nothing's really left unaccounted for at the end of the month. Everything balances out to zero. Um, that doesn't mean, however, that you are spending every single dollar you make. You're just giving it a job in the budget. Um, another one is called the 50-30-20, and this gives you some guidance on how to allot your money each month. So 50% of your income would go to your needs, 30% would go to your wants, and 20% would go to savings, debt, or investing for your future. It gives you a bit more direction if you aren't sure sort of where to start with the budget. Um, and lastly, there's something called 80-20, which is uh, a little more loose, really similar to 50-30-20. You're just spending 80 and saving 20. Uh, or investing. So personally, um, I use the zero-based budgeting model. Um, it really helps me know where all my money's going and helps me track it better. The second step you'll want to do is choose what style of budget you want to use. There's apps you can use. If you love your phone, you're you're using it all the time. Uh, maybe you've used an app before to count calories or, or something like this. You can probably use a budgeting app really easily. Some of the popular ones are Good Budget, YNAB stands for You Need a Budget. And I've noticed recently there's a new Canadian app, which is by uh, the company Hard Bacon. They are a finance blog as well, and they've started their own app. One drawback may be that apps are a little bit less customizable. Um, you have to work within their system, and uh, it might take some time to, to learn their style and format. A second option you can choose is spreadsheets. Google Sheets templates you can use are super easy, uh, accessible anywhere, and very customizable. Um, you can get some of those on my website. If you're interested, um, check out our budgeting tools section on Canadian budget. And the last method is paper-based. So tracking things by hand. Uh, When you physically write them down, uh, it makes it a lot more sticky in your memory. It's more tangible. So if you like to use day planners, if you're a note taker, this method might be for you. I've been using this method recently and found that even without making any specific changes to your budget can actually impact your spending because you're more aware of what you're doing. You can actually use this method if you are a cash spender or a card spender. Some people like to use cash envelopes with this method to make it even more tangible. Personally, I don't use cash at all, but I still like this paper-based budgeting method. And um, one of the things I'm in the process of doing right now is creating my own paper-based budgeting uh, template for digital spenders. So uh, if you're interested in that, you can sign up to the wait list on my website as well. So next step, now that you've decided on the format and the style, the real work does begin now, actually. Um, So you need to take inventory of your financial situation. You have to figure out where you are today before you can make a plan for where you want to go tomorrow. 
So are you aware of how much consumer debt you have? Um, how long is it going to take you to pay it off? What is the interest rates that you're paying? What is your current net worth? These are good places to start before you finalize your budget and knowing it can help you make the next step. Once you know that, next step is setting your goals. What are you budgeting for? Do you want to get out of debt? Do you want to save for a down payment? Do you want to start investing for retirement? Save for your kid's education or just have money to cover the loss of income on maternity leave, such as exactly what I'm doing right now, seven months in, and uh, that money needs to stretch. So whatever goals you set for yourself really can help drive the direction of your budget. You can download free financial goal planner on my website, and it, it can really help you get started with the direction. Um, so now you've done all the legwork. You've figured out, you know, what style you like, what you want to use as your method. Um, you've got your goals. You know what your financial picture is. Now you just need to make the budget. So uh, determine, you know, when are your bills due? How much are your bills? You know, how much are you making each month? What are your paydays? What are the due dates? Those types of things. And then you need to track your spending. So this is one thing uh, people sometimes forget to really pay attention to. Um, you can use NAP. As I said, you can use paper-based spending tracker, um, but it's really, really important to track your spending. You don't have to do it for the rest of your life, but at least I would say you want to solidly do it for at least three months so that you can start to get a feel for your spending habits and understand how the budget you've created is working for you. And the final step is to close your budget out at the end of the month. In accounting terms, you would call it to reconcile your budget and to revise it for the next month. The only way to know you know, has this budget worked for you is to take a look back at what you've spent and what you planned and see how they align. Tally up your amounts of spending, um, give them a category compared to what you set as your budget and see if you were over or under and then adjust it for the next month. So your budget should be flexible. It should be able to change with you as you see what's working, what's not working and as your goals change, you know, throughout time. So I would say that's really the, the key steps to how you make a budget that works. What I like about what you said is nowhere did you say cut everything, deprive yourself. I think a lot of times when people hear the word budget, they're like, oh, I can't do anything. It's so deprivation. I don't want to do it. And there's some resistance. So I really like that none of what you said was anything about that. It was just, you know, kind of keeping track of things and having a plan for that. I personally don't budget. I did for a long time and had my own issues with it. And I track my spending though. So it's kind of like, I guess I'm a half budgeter, maybe. <laughs> That's what that is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you got to do what works Absolutely. for you. Are there any mistakes someone can make when creating a budget? For sure. And I think one of the things is is exactly what you mentioned is, um, you know, trying to absolutely cut out everything or, you know, budgeting everything down to the last cent and not giving themselves any buffer. So there, there may be things that come up. You have to have a little bit of a, a buffer to say, oh, you know, I had no idea this was going to happen, but, um, you know, there's a bill that came up or um, something was a little more expensive than it was last month because of the rates change or something like that. Give yourself a little bit of a buffer. So in a zero-based budget, you would plan that buffer as a certain amount. Uh, it would, you know, be accounted for, but it gives you a little bit of a cushion. So if you're over on one category, you know, you can use it to make it up. Another thing I would say is when people do think about trying to be a little bit more restrictive, trying to save a bit more, they really only focus on that reduction and they forget there are other things they can do to increase their income as well. 
which will make their budget stretch a lot further. Especially these days, there's so many little side hustles that you can do to make a few extra bucks a month. You know, you can go and pick up a part-time job or do some gig work or, you know, do some crafting, sell some things online, whatever you may be good at, you can monetize those skills to help bring in a little more each month, which will stretch your budget even further. And the last thing I would say is people don't view budgeting as flexible or adjustable, and it absolutely has to be if uh, it's going to work for you. That was by far the one thing that killed my budget is I thought it was so rigid and I would drive, it would drive me nuts if we were like $2 over in food. My husband went for coffee and that was like, yeah, tons of <laughs> conversations around that. And so I think I, I was definitely a victim of that. I do like that you include the um, income because it's limitless to a certain extent, right? You can only cut so much, but you can obviously earn more. And the cushion thing is such a great tip because even if you don't spend it, then you just allocate it somewhere else um, at the end of the month. So I definitely like that. What are, so now we talked about some mistakes, um, sticking with the kind of like negative side of budgeting, I guess, or things that can go wrong. What are three budget killers? A lot of people perhaps don't budget for their values. And by that, I mean, you know, putting things in the budget that are important to you, that are going to make you happy, that are going to allow you to stick to the budget. Again, this is the opposite of cutting absolutely everything out. You want to plan strategically so that you can keep things in your budget that are important to you, that bring you joy, but that you know, you're not going to go and overspend on them because you forgot or you left them out on purpose because you were trying to save money. You know, we want you to be a, a happy, functioning person. And if that means, you know, you have to add in pedicure every month or, or massage or whatever it might be that gives you a little stress relief, that makes you a happier person, make sure you include it. Does that mean maybe your debt repayment is going to be a couple months behind? Maybe, but you're going to be a much happier person for it. So I think, you know, budgeting for those values is super important. Another thing is when you don't track your performance, that can totally derail a budget because you can imagine that you're on track, but if your spending is is just going over and over and you're not writing down or, um, you know, tracking how you're doing, it will go off the rails very quickly. So if you don't track it, you can't fix it and you can't progress. How do you know if you're on the right track if you're not tracking it? No, if you're trying to lose weight or if you're trying to get better at a skill, you're going to practice, you're going to track things, you're going to over time, you know, look at how you're doing. And I think with the budget, that's exactly the same way you have to do. So if somebody's watching right now and they're like, I'm not really sold on this whole budget thing. I don't necessarily know if I want to do it. What would you say to them and how can you stress like why having a budget is so important? Everybody in the world basically lives within a budget. Whether or not they are good at staying within that budget is another story. But we all have a certain amount of money and we all have a certain amount of expenses. We should all aim to spend less than we make and then use the difference to pay off debt, invest for the future. That's the really important thing is you have to think about tomorrow as well as your enjoyment today. So of course, you know, we know inflation is going crazy, house prices are insane. So the only way to to make sure your your future is going to be set up well is by saving a little bit today and investing and, and building that wealth over time. But you can't have that money to kind of prepare for the future unless you have that little bit of difference between what you make and what you spend. That little difference really is going to make a big impact on your life in the future and also for your kids if you have them. And uh, I think that having a budget is, is super important. It helps us reach our goals much faster when we are intentional about the money 
<laughs> where we're spending it, where it's going. And when you think a little bit differently about a budget, you don't think in that restrictive manner, you know, you change your mindset to a more positive experience and focus on your goals and what a budget can do to help you reach them. I think that that can really help you turn your your thinking around if you're somebody that thinks kind of negatively about having a budget. I think that's a great point too, looking at looking at the mindset things, because again, we've talked about this so many times is that money is not always about the numbers and there is such a mindset piece. And that's what you're touching on. I want to kind of go backtrack a little bit. I'm all over the map. That's how my mind works. But you talked earlier about three different types of budgets. You talked about the zero based, the 50, 30, 20, the 80, 20. And I'm sure there's way more different types of budgets. I've heard many, many types. How can I decide which one's for me without being overwhelmed? First off, like look at your habits. Easily to compare uh, apps versus paper is what are the things that you currently do? Are you currently somebody that has a daily or weekly agenda on paper and you write down things every day um, to keep organized in your life or in your work life? If so, maybe a paper-based one would be easy for you to follow. If you have a ton of apps, you like tracking things on your phone, maybe an app is easy to follow. If you are a spreadsheet wizard and you love Excel or, or Google Sheets like me, maybe a digital spreadsheet is, is good. So try the one that you think sort of speaks to you the most in terms of your own personal habits and give it three months. If you don't like it, try the next one. You know, don't pull out your hair trying to say, is this the, the right one or is this the perfect one? There's no perfect one. It's just the one that works for you. So give it a try. Give it a few months to, to see if it's actually working for you or if you like it or you don't like it. And then Go on to the next version or type or format if uh, if that first one's not working for you. So just trial and error like most other things, I guess. Awesome. Exactly. Um, so this uh, summit is for women. Women are notoriously busy. There's a lot of things we're doing. Managing our finances is maybe something, it just seems like one more thing to do. What if I feel like I don't have time to budget? That's a good question. I think that it over the time of uh, a month, basically most people budget for, for one month at a time or maybe one pay period at a time if you get paid twice a month. But I would say probably on, on average, you probably don't need more than two hours a month, to be honest, once you've set yourself up that first time to reach your financial success. So the most time intensive thing is getting started. Uh, maybe you need two hours for the initial setup to review all of your debts, your bills, your past spending, give yourself some spending categories, and then maybe 30 minutes to an hour to actually make your first budget um, to put all the calculations in to set it up, that sort of thing. But once you've got that done, that sort of one time thing, 30 minutes to an hour. I'm oh, sorry, I misspoke. I would say about a few minutes a day to maybe 15 to 30 minutes a week to track your spending and maybe 30 minutes to an hour at the end of the month to reconcile, to close out your budget and adjust it for the upcoming month. So in honesty, it really doesn't take that much time. It can take more time if you really want to dig in and dive deep and go for it. I'm notorious for just like going over things um, constantly and, and revising and color coding and all sorts of things. So if you like that sort of thing, you can definitely spend more time, but you don't have to. It can be something that, um, you know, only takes a little bit of a time each month. And I would say a great idea is to set up a recurring money date for yourself and your partner, if you have one each month, put it in your calendar, make sure it's scheduled in. And that will help you get into the practice of, you know, going over your monthly budget, see how you did, make sure you're holding each other accountable or yourself accountable to the goals you set for yourself and set you up for success. So I think that's a pretty good practice to, um, to implement. 
Yeah, I think money dates are great. We actually had a whole, uh, there is another session in this year's summit talking all about talking to your partner about money and kind of setting up those money dates and things like that. So I think that's such a great idea. So I'm watching this video. I'm like, okay, I'm motivated. I'm ready to start a budget. What's the one thing that I should do first? Or the one thing I'm done watching this video, what's the one thing I can do right now to kind of get that ball rolling? I would say the the first and most important step is to start taking inventory of where you're at. So some people may be a little bit in the dark about uh, what they owe. They have large consumer debt. And so although it might not be uh, the nicest feeling, we kind of have to stare that in the face to get started. So, you know, gather all your um, credit card bills, all your loan information, lines of credit, anything that is outstanding that you owe. That's that first step to to gather it up, add it up to see, you know, what is the current picture and, you know, how long is it going to take you to pay it off? Budgeting, the the really overall goal is to get your money working for you. And that first step is let's get rid of that um, consumer debt and give you more money of your own to keep and put towards your own goals. So I would say take inventory is the first step. Look at your debts, look at what you make each month and just make sure you have a good picture of your bills, your subscriptions, any outgoing any, you know, payments that you have to make each month and just write it all down in one place. And when you're doing that inventory, no judgment, nobody else has to see it, right? It's not Absolutely. like you got to put it out there. I think sometimes people are like, I don't want to look. And it's like, no one else needs to know what you. So I definitely Absolutely. think that's Absolutely. a good tip. It's very personal, personal finance, right? It's it's just about you and your own situation. Don't compare yourself to other people. And, you know, you are where you are today. Hopefully you'll be in a better place tomorrow, the day after that, a little bit better, and you just keep moving. Awesome. Are there any other budgeting tips that you want to share with us? Yeah, so I would say one of the really important concepts is to pay yourself first. When you are thinking about saving or investing, paying off debt, those types of things, before you go and spend any money on your um, variable expenses or your discretionary spending, um, those things that you don't really have a bill for, maybe it's shopping or fast food or takeout or whatever it might be, make sure that you're taking the money that you've allotted to savings or your investing goals and moving that out of your account first before you accidentally or or you know forget to to put it aside paying yourself first every month is going to help you to reach your goals faster um, you can automate it if you like uh, make it much easier so you don't even have to worry about it and and really help move you towards reaching your financial goals much easier because you're focusing on paying yourself first before you go out and spend you know whatever money's left in the budget love it pay yourself first automate it make it easy download that action off your brain. Totally all for that. So Jessica, uh, thank you. I am a little bit more knowledgeable budgets. Uh, I still don't know if I'm on the budget bandwagon yet, but definitely a little bit more enlightened. If you watching this are ready to make a budget that actually works, make sure to connect with Jessica. And Jessica, how can people connect with you? Absolutely. So really happy to connect with with everybody to obviously talk about budgeting or any personal finance topics you can visit me on my website. It's canadianbudget.ca. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook as Canadian Budget. And I encourage you to head over to the website. You can find posts on budgeting, personal finance, savings and debt and investing, as well as reviews of personal finance books and products that might be helpful to you. We also have you know tools that you can download, spreadsheets, planners, things like that. So uh, head on over, check it out, sign up to our newsletter and keep in touch.
Awesome. And you have something that you are going to share with everyone watching today. Can you tell us what you're going to share? They can click on below to get it. But what are you sharing with us today? Great. So uh, I'd love to recommend everybody open a browser, type in canadianbudget.ca. And along the top menu, you'll see a link for budgeting tools. Um, there you can download a, a free financial goal planner, or actually it's going to be linked as well uh, in the sessions links that are available for you here. So what this is going to help you do is to visualize your financial goals in short, medium and long term. And that's going to help you in setting up a budget for yourself and hopefully set you up along um, you know, that great journey towards uh, budgeting and reaching your financial goals. So hopefully it's very helpful to you and I uh, hope you enjoy it. Awesome. And for those of you who have purchased the all access pass, Jessica has contributed um, a net worth tracker that you can keep track of your net worth as it goes and kind of watch that progress. So again, I want to thank Jessica for your time and we'll see everyone in the next video. Thank you.